Hi guys. Good morning. All right. I woke up this morning and just had a lot of thoughts um, and sat down and wrote for a while. So I think I have some helpful stuff. We'll see. <laughs> um, so I think that something that can be confusing is when you really love somebody, but somehow the relationship has gotten to a place where it's drained you of happy feelings um, and confidence and self-worth and you just really don't feel like you anymore. Um, and I think that I'm definitely in that place or, you know, headed towards that place again. Um, so I want to kind of talk about where that comes from um, and kind of slowly like how this happens and and just how to handle it and how I'm handling it and clear some things up too because I think that as women we tend to really blame ourselves and overanalyze our part in the situation so so where does this come from um this kind of sense of all that stuff I just described and feeling drained um I think it's a bunch of small things and messages that communicate to you and add up over time that say to you, you don't matter or you don't matter as much to me as you used to. Um, you know, it's only natural to interpret a message when it is sent or communicated to you. And I mean, if that message is sent, I think initially it's kind of hard to like not take that in. Eventually we need to take a pause and go, Okay, well, you know, that's not cool. But it's hard in the midst of it, right? And I think sometimes it's like you don't even really notice it. Um, I think I notice it more now after what I've been through. But I do know that, like, a lot of the time these things happen. You know, your partner will do something or say something. And it doesn't feel good, but you don't really know why. Um, And it just takes a little bit for you to figure out that it's really just a message saying you know, you don't matter as much. Um, so I kind of want to explain what this might look like in some signs and symptoms if, you know, you're kind of going through this um, in a relationship. Um, feeling anxiety around your partner. So I think it's really hard to be in a place where, like, you miss them and you want to spend time with them in the way that you were able to spend time with them before. But then when you try, there's just like a lot of anxiety when you're in their presence. Um, Hypervigilance. So just feeling like something bad is going to happen at any moment kind of a thing. Um, Focusing on the relationship too much in your head. Not being able to like zone out and not think about it or have thoughts about it and then just put it down for a while and walk away. Um, feeling sad and not really knowing why on a day-to-day basis, you know, feeling less motivated to complete your own goals, uh, lack of faith in yourself, decrease in self-care. I think that's a really big red flag. And I think that the decrease in self-care happens because of that kind of message that's lingering in the air of you don't matter. So if you don't matter, then... We don't need to care for you, right? It's kind of like 
what we start doing to ourselves. Um, constant attempts to show your partner your worth or feel that sense that your partner thinks you're worthy. Um, so it kind of becomes a chore rather than it just being something in your relationship. Um, feeling scared of infidelity. In there is a difference between jealousy and jealousy issues. So I kind of want to break that down a little bit too. So, okay, jealousy for no reason that is unwarranted, that's unhealthy jealousy. This is kind of what abusers display, right? Um, like everything you do, they're jealous of, or they always think you're doing something wrong when it's like you're innocently just like, I'm literally not doing anything and you're jealous. <laughs> um, you know, like things that we wear, right? Like that's a classic one. Oh, like your top's too short. Your shorts are too short. You know, I want you to cover up more. That's unhealthy jealousy. Normal jealousy with cause is actually very healthy. So if you are feeling scared, you need to ask yourself why. Go back and think of all the times you've felt that lately and add that up. How many times has your partner said or done something that is either overtly or covertly hurtful or demeaning? Look really close. Um, look as close as you can. A lot of this can be like sugar-coated even in what seems like a nice gesture or compliment in some way. But there's some kind of underlying message that was communicated to you that you might not even be aware of that is, you know, not good. And that does take some skill. It takes a lot of skill. But um, if there are things happening that are damaging to your self-esteem or your spirit, um, if there are disappointing behaviors and letdowns compared to what they say you mean to them, this is normal for you to be feeling like shit and second-guessing. Um, you're not in your head, and I don't feel like that type of jealousy, if that's even what you want to call it, is unwarranted or unhealthy. So I did an episode a while back um, called I Missed Me, and I wrote it during a period of time in my life where I had been single for a long while after leaving my abuser, um, and for months I kind of just chose to focus on myself, and I learned how to be really fond of my own company again and just I felt kind of like the happiest I'd ever felt in life just being with me um not dating anybody not having to deal with all of that and it felt really good so I guess this is I miss me chapter two because I'm kind of in a place where I'm noticing I'm not there anymore and I want to be back there I saw a quote recently um, that kind of stuck with me, and it says, there is a difference between how you feel about him and how he makes you feel. Um, so right now, I'd say, like, you know, I'm in a fairly moderate to severe, like, anxiety, maybe depression episode. Um, hello, darkness, my old friend. I will say this. Um, you know, being in this state, this stuff is really hard, but I've taught myself so much about how to pull out of depression and anxiety 
And most importantly, I've learned, you know, like what the root causes are for me. Um, because before, especially growing up, I just thought I was like defective, right? I think a lot of us feel like that. Like, why am I like this? You know, I'm not, you're not. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Um, and I've talked before about our environments and who we are around and what kind of behaviors we are being subjected to really being the most important factor in our mental health. And something really important I learned on my journey is if you feel like shit, figure out what is making you feel like shit around you and remove it or address it. And, you know, kind of like, I guess if you don't remove it, just put a boundary down and say, this is making me feel like shit. I can't, I can't have this. So that's kind of the awesome thing about this whole ordeal is you can change it. Um, and really you can also work to change your state of mind. You have to be around certain things or people, you know, if you have to stay around certain things or people, like if you're in a marriage that you're stuck in or whatever, but if that's the case, just working towards a goal to get you out of this state of, you know, what you're dealing with, um, that can bring you hope and happiness. If you're a woman, uh, you know, that's like in a marriage where like you can't leave right now. Um, and you're like depending maybe on your husband's income to survive and like, like realistically, like if you get a divorce and leave, like you can't really make it on your own, get your ass in college, like just do it, you know, like you have to be there anyways. So just do that. It seems like a lot with what you are going through and having to like be a mom, but four years goes by real fast and you're going to have more fun than you think doing it. Um, it seems like a big hill to climb that you're never going to get up, but you will. Don't be afraid of the work. Growing smarter and watching yourself like slay goals does things for the mind, body, and soul, right? Like the library where you study for tests becomes a sanctuary to the outside world where all of your problems are. Like so, that's what it was for me, honestly. I loved going to school because I was in a really bad place in my marriage. It was ending. Um, you know, I was just having like a lot of marital problems, financial problems. Like it was just everything in my life was coming to a head and I started college and I just remember loving going to school because I was able to just focus on me and my goals and go and sit down and read for hours and learn for hours. And it felt so good. Um, someone asked me once, like a while ago, why do you like school so much? Because I actually like it more than working, I think, to be honest. And I thought, well, why do I? Because I'm focusing on nothing else but helping other people and my own stability and self-growth. So I guess that's my opinion on returning to school as an older woman. Um, dopamine is a hell of a drug. And when you are constantly striving to achieve things, and doing it, the reward pathways in your brain go nuts. And that shit feels good. Um, you know, I also get that as a nurse. It's, it's a highly rewarding job to care for someone and watch them take off and succeed after or just feel better. But anyways, that's my spiel if you're stuck in a shit marriage or rut in life financially. Seems like too hard, but it's not. It's actually easier than what you're doing. Okay. 
So my point to this episode is, like, okay, I feel like shit again. I've been really analyzing why I feel like shit again. Um, And I want to break some things down that can be confusing when you're going through this in for us chicks, like, on the dating scene, (laughs) I think. Okay, number one. This whole saying of, you can't depend on someone else for your own happiness. You can't depend on someone to make you feel complete, right? That's super true. It is. But make sure that you're applying it to the correct situation. So I think sometimes we hear this when we are unhappy in relationships and people want to give us advice. Both of those things are very true. Um, But again, I want you to be very careful before you go labeling yourself with them and making that what's going on and accuse yourself of engaging in codependent behavior because I have been lately. And I'm kind of coming to the realization that I'm not codependent anymore. That's not what's going on. Here's the thing. I started dating someone. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Choking on my coffee. Um, I started dating someone. Uh, Was I in totally like rainbows and blissful place in my life when I started seeing him? No, I was in the middle of a legal storm trying to get a restraining order from Psycho Face. But just because I was dealing with some things did not mean I didn't feel happy. Actually, did feel pretty happy. I felt strong. Um, You know, I'd healed from a lot and my self-worth felt pretty good. Um, This individual I was getting a restraining order against um, that most of the series is about was the very person who had robbed me completely of my self-worth and broke me down into nothing. Um, You know, but I was done putting up with his shit. And that situation was hard, but it was also me standing on my own two feet finally and standing up to him and just like with no remorse at all going, fuck this, I'm done. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable because... I don't deserve this. Um, You know, it was just like the last little part of getting his ass out of my life for good. So, but I was, I felt strong. I was strong. I was confident. Um, I went into that, you know, I was nervous, but I went into it really confident. I knew damn well, you know, what I deserve now, how I deserve to be treated. And that was a fact in my mind. Solid fact. No arguing with it. Um, there were no thoughts of not being good enough. My body image was like really good, like at an all time high. And I actually was a little heavier than I am now. Um, I felt safe within myself and within my life. I felt secure and I walked around with pride in my chin up. Um, I just felt vibrant and felt like me. I felt really comfortable in my own skin. And if someone disrespected me, I just handled it. It didn't get to me really, or make me feel like I deserved the poor treatment or the comment or whatever, really in any kind of way. Um, And I was living as a single woman, finally in a place where shit was just cool for the most part. And I was really excited about that. Um, And finally being in charge of like my own mood, you know, it being consistent. And my life was about me. So I mean, I've dated some, but it's like, so I start seeing someone again and it was a pretty new experience. Um, It was highly respectful. Um, 
Uh, he's shy. That's new for me. Um, not the alpha male thing. I didn't feel like sexualized in any way. It felt like it was going on a natural pace. Um, and we were on the same page. It wasn't too slow. It wasn't rushed. And I felt secure enough to go ahead and slowly let this person in. And not have like these either spoken or unspoken rules. (laughs) I used to have rules when I would date. Um, And this was like even before my abuser even came along. So like when I divorced and like re-entered the dating scene for the first time, because I hadn't dated in a long time, um, you know, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going to get tied up in feelings. Like I just want to have fun. I want shallow. I want sex that won't emotionally hurt me because that's really all I could deal with at the time, you know, Um, so I was just protecting myself. And I also knew that the types of men that I was attracted to back then um, loved a girl they couldn't really have, right? Like the mystery and the whole thing. And I just felt more comfortable keeping people at a distance. So my rules were, you know, I'm not going to reply to his text for at least 30 minutes. I'm going to respond to you right away. Um, no sleepovers for a while, especially the first night. Like, hit it and leave. <laughs> no forehead kisses. No slow sex. Uh, no back-to-back sleepovers. No toothbrush being left at his house. Don't leave shit at his house. Um, don't make plans too far in advance. Like, a day before, that's fine, but we're not going to, like, plan a vacation or a weekend together, like, two weeks in advance. Don't make him a priority in any way. And keep it this way until you see him for a while, a long while, and see how he's going to behave before getting attached. And if you get too attached too early, break it off, because that's a headache that we don't want to deal with right now. (laughs) So that's kind of the state I was living in. Um, and that wasn't really healthy either. You know, it was just me trying to keep myself protected from things that I had felt before. Um, it was pretty funny to watch. The first guy I dated, like, dead ass bought me a toothbrush and was like, this is your toothbrush, (laughs) like, leaving at my house. (laughs) Anyways, okay, but that's, like, super rigid, right? So that's not how I feel now. I haven't felt that way in a while, um... Not to that extent anyway, you know, although I do try and distance and not like get like too into it before observing and seeing what this person is all about, because I've learned that that's not smart either to just totally let someone in completely right away and let go all the way. Um, Narcissists are confusing. I'd never been through that one before, so I didn't have that one all figured out when I encountered it. Obviously, I do now. Uh, I took the master class. Now I'm teaching you all. Um, anyways, so my point is like with this last person, I approached it a lot softer and in a healthy way, it was in a much healthier place. Um, and I kind of like grown out of all this, like avoidant ass attachment stuff and felt secure in myself and was looking for a secure attachment, um, and was okay enough to go ahead and feel feelings, but know that I would know red flags when I saw them and make good decisions for myself and trust myself. So And I'd done that, you know, for a while. Like, I dated a few other people after my abusive ex, and that's what happened. I dated and had some feelings, but then, like, when shit started to feel sideways, I was like, "Mm, no. So this was, you know, this was good for a while. Um, I've been seeing this person almost six months now. 
Um, but the last month or so, or like two months, you know, I have begun to like unravel and go downhill. Um, small things started happening that chipped away at like the respect that I was feeling and that we had built, um, you know, and I'd voice them and get an apology and understanding there was no yelling or fighting or screaming. So that was new. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's just continue and see, you know, maybe we're just working through stuff, but I slipped back into this thing where I was feeling anxious and I was beginning to push my own feelings aside to try and continue dating this person because I'm attached. So I was pushing my own feelings aside, trying to just have faith, right? That I would get treated better. Um, and I feel like shit, you know, it starts with anxiety, then feeling like you might be in the hands of someone who may not be who you think they are. And then losing yourself from that anxiety and uncertainty, the confusion around, you know, okay, I was having this good experience and now it's shifted slowly into this other thing of, I'm not, I'm not with you, but you're, you know, um, or I'm not, you're not quite as important or valuable as you used to be to me. It's kind of just like the daunting cloud over the situation. I can't speak for him. I can only go off of actions, um, you know, and it's definitely been voiced and talked about in a really healthy way. But, you know, small things that communicate, hey, you're not as important to me lead to you feeling like shit. So I think that's where the way you feel about him is different than how he makes you feel is kind of applicable. Um, I feel a lot of things right now. I don't feel good. And I have really had to take time to see that it's not just me being damaged and nervous from the last situation. It's valid stuff. And I'm losing myself again. My self-worth and my spirit are starting to dwindle again and it's familiar and I do not like it. So I guess my whole point to that whole explanation was, you know, this is not a case of, well, you have low self-worth and that's why you feel insecure in a relationship. That's not accurate. So if you are relating to what I'm saying, if you're relating to this, I want you to wipe that off of the table I also don't depend on him for my happiness. I was happy within myself in a deeper way than ever when I met him. I felt so good being good without anybody. So that's also inaccurate. But I hear that come up a lot in arguments with couples. Um, The statement is true, but it doesn't mean that it's applicable to you if you feel like shit in a relationship. Um, And I don't need him to complete me. I am complete all by myself, a partner will just add to my life. And I know that my partner is not my life. You know, that's also, also not healthy. And it's also not applicable to me. Um, but it's normal to feel, you know, the ground shake beneath you and feel really sad if the security in the relationship is starting to become insecure. That's a really hard thing to go through. And that's not you being insecure. That's breach in the security of the relationship based on the experiences you're having in it. All right. Number two. 
If you were such a bad bitch and not secure in yourself, you wouldn't care about the negative experiences you're having and you'd just kick him to the curb. Wrong. Uh, I'm a human being with feelings. I happen to be a pretty sensitive human being and I'm done labeling that as a weakness and I hope you get to that point too. Um, It's not a weakness, it's actually a strength. It allows me to love very deeply and feel very deeply, um, be kind deeply, care deeply for others and what I do and empathize very, very deeply to other people. So if you are like me, yes, you will need to pay attention to how you treat me. Um, I'm sorry, if you're with me, yes, you will need to pay attention to how you treat me. Uh, You will need to handle my feelings with a lot of care. Um, I'm not asking you to walk on eggshells by any means. That's not healthy. Um, You know, and I'm not asking you to deal with reactions that aren't warranted. That's not healthy. But yes, you will need to treat me with respect and dignity and have, you know, standards of your own in the way that you treat me. Because if you do not, the sensitivity of my feelings and them being hurt by hurtful behavior will cause me to not feel the same about you. And that's not me having unrealistic expectations. That's me knowing what I do not deserve and allowing myself to feel the hurt of violation of my boundaries and disrespect for the intimacy that I've given to you. If you need someone more desensitized, that's okay. But I'm not that, and I don't want to be. I know how I should be treated. Um, I treat others that way every day of my life, and it really isn't that hard. Um, Do I think about hurtful things sometimes, right? Like, do those thoughts cross my mind? Sure. I'm a human being. I think that happens to all of us. Um, But I keep that shit to myself, first of all. And I have a chat within myself about, okay, Jen, you know, like my Jiminy Cricket turns on. And it's like, that's not cool to be thinking about those things. If he was thinking about that or doing that, how would you feel? He means more to you than that, and he deserves better than that. And when I have moments like that, I actually feel closer to the person that I'm with in those moments because I feel how much I love them and value their feelings. Um, so I guess my attitude is like, fuck off. I am a bad bitch. Just because I have feelings doesn't mean I'm not tough. Um, I'm one of the toughest people around, promise. Bravery is not feeling, you know, like lack of fear or no fear. It's continuing to push forward in the face of fear. And I've done that a lot in my life. So I'm a pretty tough cookie. Okay, so now what? So let's go through the list. One, I'm not going to feel guilty over the feelings that I have or feel like I'm asking too much to simply be respected. Two, uh, I'm not going to feel shame around it causing me to have thoughts about not being enough and like maybe I could have been better or sexier or whatever um you know and think that maybe that would have saved me this hurt and that that wouldn't have happened I know that that's not true but I'm going to forgive myself for struggling with thoughts around that that type of treatment causes those thoughts period even in people who are secure and feel worthy why because it sends a message to the person that they are not worthy. So this reaction is normal. 
Um, I will work through that and help myself ground and focus on the fact that it's not true and it's happening due to my environment and what I'm being subjected to. It's not a personal thing within me. Uh, Four, I will cry in my bed until I don't need to anymore. Five, I will be kind to myself through being in a rough patch. Six, I will feel deep disappointment and feel sad about starting to lose myself again and being frustrated that I'm back here after all that work. I just need to accept that like that's how I feel and just work through it. Seven, I will also be proud of myself for knowing the difference this time. Eight, most importantly now, I will practice self-love. Right now, the situation in my life, this is where you really need self-love and compassion. So I will do things for myself. I'm going to focus on myself and not put energy into a situation that has drained me. We're going to take steps backwards and refocus more on me and my well-being. Um, I will allow myself to continue being confused and on the fence about the situation while I'm trying to figure out if this is something I want to try and work through with the person. I will allow myself to go back and forth and think and think until I come to a conclusion. I will not feel guilty for feeling upset with him. Um, Me being upset does not mean I don't cherish the times I did feel safe and loved and it doesn't mean I don't love him it just means I'm grieving the fact that it won't be that way for a while or maybe never again at all um you know I'll be okay either way and I won't be regretful anymore I think I've been feeling a lot of regret about like oh fuck like why did I let someone in again you know but it needs to not be that way um so I'm gonna work on not being regretful anymore because it hurts you know, but it's taught me a lesson just like the last situation did any situation in my life. I can't be regretful because it's taught me something. And I think maybe this time it's, you know, next time let's, let's pay a little closer attention and Hey, now you're even better at knowing what's okay for you and what's not okay for you in a relationship. Um, all you've done is set a boundary and upped your standards and that's healthy and you taking care of you. And that's all you can do for yourself. So this weekend, I am doing things for me. I'm not dedicating my weekend to spending time with the other person. Um, You know, I've made a small window of time to spend with him to try to just see how things feel, but it's a very small window. And this weekend, I'm just gonna be with me. Um, I woke up this morning and took a walk to get myself coffee. I have not done that in months. I am going to run a lot this weekend. It makes me feel really good. Um, I'm going to write. I'm going to sleep. And I'm just going to enjoy my own company and just be with me. Because I miss me. I really miss me. (laughs) And I haven't been me in quite a while. So I know I'll get back there. So that's my focus right now is just getting myself back to a place where I feel like me again. All right, guys. I hope that's helpful. Uh, Much love. Till next time.